This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. Hope you guys are all doing well. I am sitting here with slightly less of a voice than normal. I really swear I did not do a lot of screaming or yelling on my vacation, but for some reason my voice decided to exit the premises and leave me with a bit less. I've definitely been worse. You know, you guys have heard me have less of a voice, but I don't know. It's very, I guess I did a lot of laughing, a lot of cackling on this trip because I I honestly had the best time. It was a four, actually five day trip to Cabo. It was initially four. And then we had a little travel incident on the way there where we decided, I'll get into the whole story, but essentially it was a five day trip to Cabo. And it was, it was technically, it was like a, you know, leisurely a, a vacation, right? But it ended up being that it was six influencers on a trip. So obviously we're going to, you know, content capture and just make the absolute most of documenting our trip, which I have a whole opinion on this. I feel many people might see our trip and be like, oh, it was like obviously a content trip where they went on purpose to capture content with each other and cross promote and get more followers and be more attractive to brands and all that. And honestly, it was quite the opposite. That was just kind of what we ended up doing. Like, you know, taking videos and photos and whatever, but it was truly six friends on a trip, six gals in Cabo having the time of our lives and having some really deep conversations, which I'm going to touch on in this episode because I really just want to pull back the curtain in this episode and talk about what actually happens when six internet personalities who did not know each other for a very long time, I guess, I mean, Brooke and Danielle and Kenzie, I've known for a very long time, probably since like 2012, 2011 maybe. But Kit and Margot are newer friends of mine. So six content creators that you've known for a considerable amount of time or not so much time at all, depending. But what do we do? Like what what actually happens on one of these trips, which is honestly like any other girl's trip you'd go on? 
but I got a lot of DMs from people being like, Katie, like, what are these trips actually like? I mean, clearly it was not a branded trip, but we captured a lot of content, a lot of which, I mean, didn't make it to our phones and our, you know, cameras. It's like stuff that we just talked about and did and really had deep, deep, deep intellectual conversations about that will not be making it into the vlogs for whatever reason. You know, it's like I want to just talk about that in this episode and show because I guess it's tough since I am an influencer. I am someone who puts my life on the internet, but coming from me, being fans of these girls, like I am subscribed to these girls. I love their content. I see their content every day. I am as much a friend as I am a follower of these girls. I appreciate them so much. So seeing that they are exactly as they are online in person is a very small statement to say, but a large impact, if that makes sense. It's easy to be like, oh, she's just as she is online. But honestly, seeing and meeting a lot of other, not to shame anybody, but seeing and meeting a lot of other people who do what we do, who capture their lives and put it online for the whole world to see and to comment on and you know, be an influencer, be someone who I've always had an issue with that term, you guys know, but it is growing on me in recent years because I realized the truth in it. Whether we're saying good things or bad things, we are influencing people. And that is why we do need to be careful with what we say. And, but whatever. At the end of the day, we're all internet personalities, but I've met some internet personalities in my time doing this, which has been 13 years, I calculated, that are not as they are online in a not so great way. It's like they separate themselves so much from their online persona that they they just like are not friendly, are not kind, just, you know, it's like meeting any other person, guys. Like you see someone on a dating app or something or you see a friend. Like I remember back in the day when I was trying to find a roommate for college, you we were in a Facebook group. It was, I don't know if every school does that, but when we were seniors in high school, had gotten our acceptance letter to our college, there was a Facebook group that was made. And that's how you found your roommate, I guess, unless you went random. You could find someone on Facebook or something and reach out and be like, hey, can, you know, do you have a roommate? Can we be roommates? Like that. And I would click on some people's, some people's pages and see how they, you know, portray themselves, even see their messages and how they've spoken on the internet and meet them like long down the road when I finally got to college, met these people and they were nothing like they were on their curated pages and how like from behind a computer screen. When you meet someone, you realize whether or not you click with them, whether or not they share your values. And though I think it is important to sometimes surround yourself with people who don't agree with you and are not the same because that is how we grow and that is just the nature of this world, I do think it's important to find people that are similar to you in the way that they work or the way that they live. And if anything, build you better because they are so, so good at what they do. But find those people that make you feel inspired, make you feel like a, a a better version of yourself, okay? Like people that hype you up, people that hear you speak about this work that you do and are like, yeah, I feel the same way. Yes, I agree with you. I know how you feel because I have a lot of friends who aren't on the internet, some friends that like hardly even use social media. And sometimes when I'm speaking to them about what I do and about maybe a frustration that I have or something that I want to change in the internet world, I met with, oh yeah, like totally. Just, I mean, they're supportive in that way. They just don't know. So meeting these girls, I mean, not meeting, I've met them before, but you know what I mean? Like being on this trip with these girls and having these deep, deep, deep conversations just really showed me how important it is to have this, these friendships, have people that get you. 
it's just, it's so valuable, so valuable. And so much of my life, I've spoken about this on the podcast before, I forced myself to fit in with people that I did not agree with in terms of their vibe, in terms of their character. I tried so hard to be friends with people that were not right for me. And I think the reason was, was because in high school, I had a really hard time making friends. So when I found someone, it was almost like a game of musical chairs. I grabbed a chair freshman year of college and I sat myself down in it and I didn't want to move because I was afraid that if I didn't take what I had gotten so far, like if I hadn't, if I didn't make this friendship work, I would have no friendships. And that was a, a real sincere fear of mine. I really thought that I had to just make it work. And I always thought that friendships were really hard. And granted, there are hard moments in friendships, but those moments pass once you work through them, once you confront the issue head on and come to an understanding and communicate. And even though I was doing that in a lot of my previous friendships and previous years of my life, I wasn't getting anywhere with these people. And I'm really happy that it somehow those fizzled out. Somehow, I I guess I just wasn't enough for them. And it honestly was a blessing because there was a point I don't know how I just got into college, but freshman year, there was a point where I was left with no friends for a brief moment. Then I got into my sorority and my sorority really introduced me to a lot of great people. Now these people are my best friends. But for a moment there, I was on my own. And it was that time where I realized I kind of did like a, a regroup with myself and realized that it was a good thing that I was on my own because it was better than being surrounded by people who did not lift me up and did not respond well to me lifting them up and did not just fit with me, okay? So in the influencer world, especially now that I don't have real coworkers, so to speak, as a freelancer, it's one of those things where you're kind of floating for a bit and you're like, where, who are my people? How do I collaborate with people? Who can I even like hang out with and talk to and know that what I say to these people aren't gonna, isn't gonna be plastered on the internet somewhere tomorrow? Like it's it's trust building in this career and in many careers. If you're in a corporate job as well, you know that it's like you can't trust every single coworker you have. There's certain ones that if you confide in them something, they'll go right to the VP and let them know and then get a raise. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs, streaming tonight only on Disney+. Plus. So, you know, it's it's an interesting world, making friends, choosing people to surround yourself with. It's actually really interesting when you think about it. I mean, humans are wired to connect. That is our fundamental truth that we seek, most of us, seek connection, 
even if it's just connection online, connections with friends you make online, like people are generally speaking wired to connect. That is why we're obsessed with finding a partner and a relationship, but relationships stem to friendships, to coworker relationships, people you spend your time with. You want to make sure that the energy is good because otherwise it's going to just hurt you over in the long run. So as a freelancer, it's been tough for me to figure out who my real friends are, who is just in it for the, I don't want to use the word clout, but like are in it for the business sense of it. Like we're going to take a picture together and you're going to post it. And then that is the extent of our friendship. And I noticed on this trip that, yes, granted, we posted a ton of pictures, a ton of videos. I vlogged it. Every girl there vlogged it, I think, except for Kit maybe. But we were like capturing the content. But over, it was five days. And I guess we captured maybe like, if you think about it in terms of the videos, like 20 minutes of the five days. So most of the time was off camera talking, really connecting. I was amazed at how easy it was to let my guard down with these girls. I told them things that I didn't tell my current, like my friends, my best friends for years. Like it took me years to muster up the courage to tell them. I think I've also grown as a person and become a bit more forgiving of myself and knowing that my mistakes are not death sentences for me. It's like I make a mistake and I can grow from it. And years maybe after the fact, I can talk about it. And if anything, talking about these things and having these people know me, like know me to the core, know my faults, know everything about me and still accept me. There's a beauty to that. Like, you know, the feeling of talking to a friend and saying something and sitting there waiting for them to respond and thinking, oh God, I think I just ruined everything. I think I just like lost this friend because I was emotionally slutty as Carrie Bradshaw says, like I just wore my heart too much on my sleeve with this friendship. And then they kind of sit there, they think on it, or they maybe even, it doesn't even take that long, but you, in your mind, you know how some time passes so slow? It's like a microwave minute or a treadmill minute just goes so much longer than a normal minute. But you say something, you confess a truth, an internal truth of yours, something that you have never said to anyone or maybe just to them, and you wait and you hear their response. And if it's something like, you know, Katie, wow, I really... I totally understand or I don't understand, but I um, I hear you, I'm here for you, like things like that. Just the way that they respond says everything. And from there, they know something about you that now kind of connects the dots in a way. And if you react to a certain situation in a way, they know why sometimes it's like, oh, Katie has this past trauma in this realm. And if she's reacting like this, it's because of that. And it just, it connects the dots. It's, I mean, that's just like, I'm speaking the truth of any friendship. That's really great. It's like when you become you know close friends with someone, they learn things about you that you don't broadcast, that you don't wear totally on your face all the time, but they know this and they love you for it. And it just makes the friendship so much sweeter. And I have to say these girls, there's six of us in total. Like we all do the same thing. We wake up in the morning and we put ourselves on the internet and we deal with those who don't agree with us on the internet. And we deal with moments where we're like, oh shoot, I should not have done that. That was a mistake, but it's public. And we understand each other in that way. And we're able to talk through a lot of things on this trip where I just felt so seen, so heard. And now I know that I have a team. Like I have I have a team. And this is my first ever influencer trip, so to speak, where it wasn't like with a brand or I wasn't curated by this PR agency to go. Like it was by choice. It was, I guess, maybe two months ago now where we have this group chat 
and we were, you know, we always talk about planning a trip. And I, you guys know this. It's like when you have a friend group, you, you say, oh, let's do this. Let's do this thing. And then everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. And then no one plans it. So it doesn't happen. So this trip actually was planned. We did it. We had said we wanted to go on a trip. And then we were you know, looking into certain places. Danielle and Margot did the brunt of the planning. I do. Hats off to them. They are such good planners. I am definitely good at planning my own life, but when it comes to trips, it tends to, like traveling in general does stress me out. I'm definitely a nervous traveler. So having them deal with a lot of the logistics and, you know, we filled in the gaps when needed, it was so nice. So they took the planning by storm like two months ago. We decided on Cabo. We were considering, I think, where else were we considering? I don't even know. Mexico was t- kind of the top of the list because I'd never been to Mexico. Margot had never been to Cabo, I don't think. Yeah. So it was one of those things where we're like, oh, let's just go to Mexico. It's new for some of us. Some of us know it well. It's like a great destination. So we planned Cabo. We chose this hotel called the One Homes. One Homes Preview, it was called. Danielle found it, I'm pretty sure. And it's the one hotel. If you guys have ever been to the one hotel, they have locations all over the place. I've been to the one in Brooklyn before. It's beautiful. But this one was the one hotel's home preview because there's no hotel yet. It's homes, like apartment or I guess condos that people own. And then they rent them out through the one hotel and the one hotel is about to be built next door to it. So it's very confusing. We actually didn't really understand until we got there what was actually going on because it seemed like a hotel. Like there was a lobby, there was a bar, there was, yeah, obviously it's a hotel because there's a bar. <laughs> there was a bar, there was a coffee area, there was a bunch of stuff, but it wasn't really a hotel. There was a front desk. So it seemed kind of like just a really nice doorman building. <laughs> but it was really amazing. Like our room, this was the nicest hotel or suite, whatever the heck you call it, that I've ever stayed in in my entire life, like, and probably will be forever because it was, it was massive. It looked bigger in person than the photos. We were not expecting that at all. It was huge, open floor. It was like clearly some person's apartment. So it was really just, but a really trendy, stylish person's apartment. And there was like two jacuzzis. There were four bathrooms. It was just immaculate. I've never seen something this big. Like it, I cannot believe it still to this day. I'm sure I know the girls are doing podcasts of their own on this. I'm sure they're saying the same exact thing because we walked in and we were amazed. We're like, are we in the right place or are we sharing this with someone else? Because it was just, it was immaculate and I'm not used to that at all. So we were all pleasantly surprised by that. It was beautiful. Um, I want to touch on the, the travel incident that caused us to have an extra day. So we got to Cabo on Thursday. We were supposed to leave on Sunday, but on our way there, there was all sorts of issues with the plane. Like any possible issue you can think of happened. We woke up at four in the morning, went to the airport, went to JFK, sat in our terminal. We're so excited, got our snacks. And then the guy comes over the loudspeaker and says, okay, so there's a little bit of an issue with the plane. Um, There's no larger planes available. So we have to use this plane. And because of the wind conditions, we have to stop halfway in Nashville, refuel and then keep going. And we're like, okay, that doesn't sound too intense, but also like, how long is that going to take? And they're like, oh, don't worry. It'll take like 20 minutes. Just refuel and keep going. You don't have to get off the plane. You could just like sit there. It's fine, whatever. And we're like, okay, it's like not super ideal, but we're going on vacation. So we can't complain. Like it's fine, whatever. So we get in the air and then we stop in Nashville as was planned. And we're sitting there for quite a while while they're figuring out the logistics and all the stuff. So it ends up being probably an hour that we're sitting there. 
I had my computer out. They had amazing Wi-Fi on this flight. It was JetBlue. So I was doing so much work, like getting all my client work done. Like I was like going through it, still working technically on this Thursday. And then like there's like a commotion that's happening in the in the front of the plane. And we're like, what's going on? Like flight attendants are running up and down the halls, like trying to figure something out. We're like, okay, what is going on? And I have flying anxiety to begin with. So I'm like, what is going on? Is there something wrong with the plane? So the captain comes over the loudspeaker and is kind of cryptic, says something, there's a passenger issue. It's not like anything, elect- not electronic, what's the word, like mechanical? Yeah, it's a, a passenger issue. So we find out that some guy, I guess while we were on the ground, thought it was okay to vape in the bathroom. <laughs> so he like went to the bathroom, vaped, walked out, and this alarm went off. I guess whenever – you know how they say that there's like a smoke detector in there? There truly is one. I always thought it was kind of a hoax. Like, okay, they're just saying that. But no, there was. But I, I guess actually thinking about it, why would why would it be a lie? Because that will affect a, a plane maybe flying if there's an – I don't even know. Anyway, so we find out this guy had done that. And the flight attendant, like, he gets up. The, the guy in question, they somehow figured out who it was. There's no cameras in the bathroom. But they somehow, I guess, figured it out because he had walked out and then the alarm went off. So they go over to the guy, they squirt him off the plane for a second, and then he comes back and sits back down. And we're like, okay, so he's fine. Like, we're just going to go. And most of us were like, okay, yeah, that's sucky that, like, not good that he did that, but let's keep going. Like, we want to get to Cabo. Like, it's fine. So the captain comes on the loudspeaker and is like, we have to escort this gentleman off the plane because, like, JetBlue corporate we'll know that the thing went off and essentially none of us want to get fired. We have to follow the rules. It's like a travel, a TSA thing. So is it TSA? I think it is. Still TSA in the air. Anyway, so he gets escorted actually off the plane. Like talk about a walk of shame, (laughs) like the biggest walk of shame. It's a probably like 45 or 40 year old man, like just gets escorted off the plane, says bye to his buddies, like he was traveling with friends, probably for a bachelor party or something, gets escorted off the plane. Then we have to wait there while they find his luggage. So they have to go through and take all the luggage off the plane or something and find his. And then finally, so it's now another 45 minutes. We'd been sitting on the ground for like an hour and 45 minutes dealing with all of this. And then we finally get cleared to go. And we're looking at the trajectory of us getting there. And we were supposed to get in at 11 a.m. And this now, they were initially figuring out the whole fuel thing back at JFK in New York that had tacked on some time. So we had tacked on like three hours to our six-hour journey. Like our six-hour flight ended up taking nine hours. Then, so we finally land. We're like, okay, all is well. We had been chatting on the plane about changing our flight. And a few of us changed our flight so we could just do Monday also because we were thinking about it. We're not going to get in until like three or four. And then at that point, our whole day is done. So why don't we just extend it a day and travel all day Monday instead of all day Sunday? So we had kind of decided we we're going to do that. We weren't entirely sure. But then we finally get to Cabo. And I'm telling you guys, I've seen custom lines before. Like customs lines are typically you know, they have some some length to them usually. But this was the longest customs line I'd ever seen. And it was twofold. There was the first one you get through and then the second one. Like you just show your passport and then you just show your documents and all your stuff at the second one. And it ended up taking us an hour and a half to get through customs or something like that. Then we finally get to the taxi, have to like drive to the hotel. We get to our hotel and it's like seven o'clock. Maybe, I don't even know. We had a nine or 8.30 dinner reservation and we had to just drop and get ready like we had to go 
So we had anticipated like being able to go to the pool that day, none of the above. So then we decided, okay, we'll extend our trip another day. Thankfully, I had gotten all of my work done for Monday on the plane. I had like gotten ahead. So I was like, okay, you know, let's do it. I work very hard. We all work very hard. Let's just do it. Send one more day. It was very lucky that the hotel was available and that the flights worked out. It was definitely one of those like rash decisions that I did. And I thought, wait, I might regret this only because of work. But then I realized I'm like just, I'm so work focused. My consulting clients are my life. I literally wake up in the morning and think of each of them. It's like I have kids. I'm like, they'll be okay for a day. The kids will be okay for a day if I just do this one, you know, one more day. Whatever. So it ended up being a five-day trip, technically. Um, travel did take up a bulk of the beginning and end, but it was still so perfect. It was the perfect amount of time. I don't think I think more would have been like any more days would have been too too long in the sense of we just have responsibilities and things and we were gonna get stressed about it because all of us were kind of wired similarly in that way. We we're definitely on top of things. A lot of us had shoots this week, but it was perfect. It was the perfect amount of time. We spent a lot of the days at the pool. We did a a boating day, which was part of the day. We did the pool and then went on a boat later that day and we got dinner each night. One of the nights we went to Bagatelle, which was honestly my favorite dinner night. It was so fun. It was quite the vibe. We were sandwiched in between like all these spring break tables because it was college spring break when we were there or some colleges. So we were sandwiched between these groups of just the rowdiest 18-year-olds. And it was so fun just being surrounded by that energy and the, the food was great. But that night we ended up meeting up with Lauren Elizabeth and her friend who was also in Cabo. Haven't seen Lauren in so long. Have talked to her because I designed her podcast artwork and everything. I've you know been in touch, but we haven't seen each other in the flesh since like 2017. So that was really cool too to see her and how she's doing in Chicago. So it was really lovely. And honestly, I think the dinners were my favorite part because we got to really talk about things that – there's just some things where I've been thinking it, like some things in the influencer world and some brands, some things where I'm like, that is just not okay and this is – suspicious. And I was echoed in that. Like my friends on this trip were like, yeah, you know, that's kind of messed up. Like why is the influencer world like that? Or like, is that super healthy for consumers? And we talked about so many deep topics like tokenism and just, um, you know, representation in fashion, in lifestyle brands, like just the, the way that we can improve things. Like it was very deep and I'm still I'm still thinking about the conversations we had. I wrote down some stuff in my note section after we spoke so I can't like I won't forget it because that was that was just how good our conversations got. We were sitting at Nobu and I thought I was going to cry because I felt so connected to these people that I truly just cannot believe we met on the internet. My mom growing up would always tell me, don't meet your friends on the internet or don't make friends on the internet because you can't trust anybody. Like it would, it could be like a 50 year old man sitting in his basement. You don't know if this is a real girl out there. And that is true. It is definitely a gamble meeting people on the internet. You never know who you're talking to. You truly don't until you meet them in, in the, the flesh. And then even then they can disappoint you in how they are. And if they're not on your level of opening up and communicating and things like that. So I feel so lucky that this was the best possible situation there with meeting these girls who I'd known for so long, but never have traveled with them. I think traveling with someone really opens the door to just the good, bad, and the ugly coming in all at once. And with us, I feel that it definitely, it was really fun. We definitely had some conversations where maybe we didn't technically agree, 
But it was so healthy, the way that we were speaking about things and the way that we connected. And I just, that's the truth. That's the truth about this influencer trip, guys. I feel that these girls, like I will know them forever. I'm confident. And maybe, who knows, well, maybe, maybe we'll start something together. Maybe we'll go into business together. Maybe we'll do something cool. I don't even know. But right now, they're my friends and they, they believe in my character. They see me. I see them. It's just the coolest thing. The coolest thing. The best thing to come out of the internet. And truly, like I've had my friends text me and be like, okay, how is it really? Because you see the, the social media coverage and you don't know if people are actually getting along. It's like you see people posting with one person and not another person. You're like, oh, are they not friends? Or like, are they close? It's like all this leaves so much room for interpretation of the content and truly I felt so connected to each girl. It was great. I mean, we had, it was three bedrooms. So we had two of us in each bed and it was, it was Margot and Kenzie in one. And then Brooke and Danielle, the gals, in another. And then me and Kit in another. And it's so cute. We, like, went to bed after sitting in the hot tub and chatting even more. We did so much talking. Like, we brought our books. Not a page was read of my book because we talked so much. It was so great. But we got, like, out of the jacuzzi, showered, got in bed, going to bed. And the pillow talk. Like, we talked for hours. I was talking to Kit for so long. And so did the other girls. You heard like giggling echoing from the house because we were still talking with each other even after the lights were off and the day was done. We were still talking about things. And Kit and I like literally drifted off. Like I, you know, when you're talking to someone before bed and you don't even remember falling asleep, that was how it was with us. Like we were talking about some really deep stuff. Like Kit's definitely the one that I most recently met out of the girls that was she was definitely the most recent friendship I've had and we got on such a deep level we I told her things that I haven't told many people in my life it was just really great it's great to get out of your circle if you have college friends I think the best thing that I've done post-grad is kind of venture out of the friendships that I had solidified in college, obviously still give love to those friendships and nurture them because you you have to do that. You can't just expect they're going to be there for you when you get back sort of thing. But I think that finding a way to juggle it so you can integrate some new people into your friend group is so crucial to growth and so crucial to feeling more established, not established, what's the word, more rooted in your community in where you live. New York City can definitely be overwhelming at times where you feel like alone in some ways, but also not alone. It's a weird feeling because you can feel kind of lonely, but not alone because you look out your window and there's a million people everywhere. You go out at night and there's a million people everywhere, but there are strangers too at the end of the day. And I go out to a place, I see all these faces I'll truly probably never see again. And so getting out of your college circle and finding people that are like-minded to you in some way, like even if it's just career, it's super special because now I have my college friends who now know these girls and they know my influencer friends, they've all hung out with them at one point or another. Actually, every single one has hung out with them. And it's so cool to see. Like we're planning a Hamptons house this summer now that we might do. And Adam and Colby, my two best friends here in the city and some of my other best friends are going to maybe get in on that. It's just me the coolest thing. It's so fun to see it expand. And I would say that people always ask if influencers are clicky and they definitely are. I'm not going to deny that. I've definitely seen it here in the city, not in a bad way. I think it's just kind of easier to settle into a click sometimes. I don't think that everyone does it maliciously. I truly think it's just easier when you get to know a certain group and you know you vibe with them to just stay with that. You're like, okay, cool. It's like a musical chairs thing again. You find your people, you stick with it. But being able to find people that I really love and know and that I'll see at events and not feel like I'm alone there because influencer events can definitely be 
really overwhelming if you have any sort of social anxiety, which I definitely, though I am an extrovert, I definitely have social anxiety in some situations. Like I've had events where I've had to leave and go to the bathroom and just breathe, hype myself up because I feel insecure or I feel like I don't know anybody and it can get really overwhelming. I mean, I don't even know if that's something that happens to everybody. I feel like it happens to most people. I do, at least from speaking to people, I know that it happens to a lot more than just me. And it's one of those things where you have familiar faces, it makes it so much easier. And that's any business context of like, if you're in an office, like getting to know your coworkers is crucial because it makes you feel less like it's a chore to be working. It feels a little bit nicer when you have people that you vibe with and it takes work to develop those friendships. It does. And going on this trip has been so great because I feel like, you know, if you see a person at an event or you see them on the weekends when you're drinking, like maybe adding all of those times up makes a good friendship after a few months or a few years. But going on a trip where you have both sober and intoxicated moments and you have moments where you can just lay in bed and talk to a person like that just makes it so much easier to connect with someone. So going on trips with people, it's definitely... If you don't like traveling, it's definitely like a bit of a a struggle to like force yourself to do it or, you know, not force, but get yourself grooving with it and take off a weekend and go and do it. It takes effort. Friendships take effort in general, but once you do it, oh my God, it feels so great. I mean, I've had opportunities in my life, even aside from the influencer world, where I've gone on trips with people I didn't totally know 100%. Like last Memorial Day, I went on a trip with my friend Adam and his school friends. So I didn't really know them. I was actually... Yeah, it was like a 20-person trip. I think I only knew closely two people, including Adam. And I expanded my friend group then as well. Like I made a lot of friendships there that I'm still friends with today. Not all, but it's just about getting yourself out there and opening yourself up to the possibilities of making friends. And from there, it just makes you so much more confident of a person. Like I love knowing that if I you know, need to talk to someone, I have someone in each realm of each area of importance in my life that I can talk to about things. Like there's certain things I'll talk to my sister about or my mom about, but there's certain things I want to talk to Adam and Colby and my friend Shay and Emily and my other friends from college about. And then there's stuff I want to talk to my friends, Danielle and Brooke and Kit and Kenzie and the list goes on, Margo, Margo, all the girls. Like I want to talk to them about. So it's just nice having people in your corner. Also my, my, um, freelancer friends, like my graphic design friends who get that side, like the technical side of what I do. It's just so special to have those relationships. And even if you are an introverted person, it is possible to make these friendships. It just takes a bit more work. Like I would say I am an extrovert when I've taken any quiz online, it's told me that, but I do feel like I have some introverted tendencies when I turn into myself and I don't have the energy to turn outward to many people. It takes a lot of effort sometimes for me to do that, and I think it's normal. But once you do, it's just so sweet. And the truth of the matter, the truth of this influencer trip was that we are all (laughs) the same. (laughs) And I want to elaborate on what I mean by that. We were in the car on the way to one of our dinner reservations, and Kit was in the front seat. She was playing the music. She was like DJing, and the song came on. I believe it was No Scrubs. Like, I don't want no scrub, right? Was it no scrubs or no scrub? You know what I'm talking about, that song. And we all started singing it in unison, knew every single word. And Danielle said, Danielle was like, isn't it crazy that we all grew up in different places? Like all of us grew up in different environments, had different friends, had different high school and middle school experiences, yet we all know this song. (laughs) 
And I don't know, it was such a profound statement because that, like other things, there's so many things that we all understand, but we all lived it differently and yet we still are all together. Like we were all in that car together, though we had come from so many different places, though we had been raised in different ways, though we had been through different things and different family dynamics and different friend groups and different levels of coolness in our various phases of life, yet we all were in that moment together. We weren't with no no one else in that moment. Like we all have other friends, we all have other responsibilities, but in that moment we were just six girls singing in the car. Okay, we weren't girls with social media presences, with haters and comments that make us upset. We were just six girls in a car singing. And that was just the moment for me. That was the moment. That was the moment I knew Taylor Swift. That was just, it was a moment for the books, for sure. And yeah, guys, that was a kind of good recap of the weekend or the trip. I guess it was a long weekend. I know there's a ton of details I'm leaving out. But I know that Brooke and Danielle are recording a two-hour-long episode for Gals on the Go about our trip as well. So I know that they will cover everything that I didn't cover. So definitely listen to that if you guys want more of a deep dive. But truly, I have realized just from this podcast alone how much this trip impacted me in such a great way and also how sappy I am (laughs) because I am a sap. I'm a load of sap. But you guys know that already probably. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening, guys. I will return next week with a more substantial storytelling episode of the pod. You guys know that's what I typically do. But I thought this trip deserved a full recap, the truth about our influencer trip to Cabo. Here it is. <laughs> and yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I will talk to you all next Thursday. Bye. Bye.